Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're going to talk about the importance of seam allowance and then share with you one of ZD's, I don't know, favorite techniques for dealing with odd shapes yeah weird seam allowances let's say weird how do you seam deal allowances? with weird or unusual seam allowances right? or stitching lines or something whatever we yeah. have yet to come up we don't know we, we don't know what to call this basically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true like we had the ham hot somebody came up with ham hot for that one technique right and now now we're not sure what to do about this seems how about seamy <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I know. don't know, but you'll get Seemingly it. Seemingly bizarre. You'll I get it when we talk about it, I think. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so, seam allowance. We have a little something in the works that we can't talk about yet. But it prompted me to ask right. in our Facebook group. You ask a question. What kinds of seam allowances, what, what size seam allowances, do you end up adding to a pattern? Right. And... For those of you who are like very new to sewing, you might be like, what are you talking about? My patterns already have seam allowance in them. And what Most I've, of them do. Mo, not uh, all of them. Not all of them, but uh, mo, most of the patterns, I think, that are available to us uh, do. So they're either marked on the pattern or they will s say on the pattern, you know, this is sewn with a such and such seam allowance. A five-eighths, a one-half, a dot-a-dot, right, quarter, quarter inch. inch. And so... I asked this question, and we got a few answers that, that we were afraid of. Yeah, that we were like, oh, afraid for people yes, who were yes. doing what they were doing. So we thought we should clarify what seam allowance is for and how it's used in garment sewing in particular. Yeah. So what's the traditional garment sewing seam allowance, Mom? Well, in the U.S., and I believe in Canada, too. I think Canada takes on the U.S. measurements for some reason in sewing. Um, that's what I've learned recently. Yeah, they've been saying they kind of are in a weird Cause, limbo. Yeah, because I thought they used the metric system up there, but I guess maybe in everything but sewing. I don't know, or sewing is one of their exceptions. So 5 eighths has been the garment, traditional woven garment seam allowance for the U.S. Yeah, 5 eighths of an inch. Right. And 1.5 centimeters was what, when I started getting like, I, I used to get the Berta magazine uh -huh. when it was in German, mm -hmm. okay? 
and um, thank goodness I knew how to sew before I got it because I couldn't read any of the instructions. But their common seam allowance was 1.5 centimeters. Yeah. So those are the, like, they're the same distance. It's basically the yeah, same. It's, yeah, it's very similar. And it's kind of big if you think about it. Like, five-eighths of an inch is a little over a half inch. A little inch. over a half inch. It's an eighth over a half inch, you know? That's right. <laughs> and so those of you who are used to centimeters, you know how big one centimeter is, you know? So you can uh, look and see. And that's kind of large. But it's really, guys, it's necessary for woven garments. And we got some feedback that people were like, oh, I'll just add a quarter inch for my wovens if I know right. I don't have to do a lot of fitting. And what's the problem with that, Mom? Well, for one thing is if you have any any stress, if you have any stress at all on that seam, you're talking about only a quarter of an inch of allowance for those fibers to move around. So you're talking about losing your seam or, you know, your seam sort of almost unweaving in a way. And I don't know how they're finishing those quarter inch yeah, seam allowances. Pretty, that's a good question. <laughs> because even if you're using a serger, okay, with a three thread narrow overlock, like, that's about what that is. Yeah, you'd I have mean, to stitch like close. on the surgeon. Yeah, you, yeah. So, so then you'd have that right up next to your se your actual seam, and um, certainly if you're using pinking shears, it would be the size of one of the humps, probably. Right, right. Um, yeah, I it, it, I found it bothersome because and the other you know the other thing too is it does maintain a shape. Yeah, and gives it a stability where, and I mean. You can think about this. If you've ever bought a cheap, cheapish ready-to-wear something, sometimes you open it up and the seam allowances are smaller and they won't last. Right. They'll shred. Right. Like, they'll, especially if there's any wear on it, your fabric is kind of alive. Exactly. You know, it, it, it flexes. And, and, and another thing is you need that in order to sew because sewing a quarter inch, now, Okay, quilters, I know you sew a quarter inch all the time, but most of the time you're sewing a straight line. Yeah. Okay, and you don't have these weird shapes, and you're not easing something into something else and all of that. Well, and even when, um, you know, what was all that at Common Threads with Jenny Doan talking about half-square triangles? Yeah. She showed that technique where you cut it after you sew it. That's right. And that was, once again, to provide that stability. Because so, that had better stability, especially on things like a bias or something. Yeah. When you're going across the bias. And that was that was what was you know right. happening on those. I think a lot of quilters will be familiar with that right. technique. Well, the other know. thing about Jenny Doan is she doesn't... She's not real particular on this scant one quarter inch thing or something. She goes, if it's the side of your presser foot and it's a little bit a hair over or a thread under or whatever, and that's what you like and that's what it works, she says, if that's what you like and that's what works, use it. Just be consistent. Just be consistent. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And, you know, five-eighths of an inch seems a little funny, 
I think to us U.S. people, and I think it's because it's a rounder number in metric. It's at 1.5 centimeters. I would centimeters. think probably it started out 1.5, that's what and I th- we changed it. Yeah, I that's don't, what I think. I, you know, I've never been able to find that history. No, but when I learned that 5 eighths of an inch was 1.5 centimeters, I thought, oh, that's yeah. probably where that yeah, number came from. They were doing 1.5, and we had to make it 5 eighths over here. And so I have had people say, oh, you know, I'm just going to add a half-inch seam allowance. Right. Okay. Still probably... It's probably better than nothing. It's and better a half than the quarter. <laughs> and, and a, right. And a half inch is the standard generally for home deck uh-huh. or something like a bag. Right. That right. is generally... Um, but also, a lot of times, those are straight seams also. Yeah. They're not they, curved. They don't get clipped later. People were talking about how when they set in a sleeve... They feel like that big seam allowance gets in their way. And I, we need to teach people how to make that your friend. Yeah, I think we need to make that video we, really yeah, bad. That seam allowance should allow you to be more accurate. Absolutely. Actually, and provide that stability. Whereas if you do that with a quarter inch, I mean, you could be oh, yeah. going off in the middle of nowhere. Well, the other thing is think about the bite between your presser foot and your feed dog. It's yeah. not there. Right. The more fabric that you have laying flat on your feed dog and under that presser foot, the more control you have over that fabric. So we have been talking about woven garment. Right. Seams. When you, when, you know, quilters who are sewing on these, you know, two layers of cotton in these quarter inches, a quilt gets quilted. Right. Afterwards. Which means it's stabilizing its seams again. Yeah. Some well, e- and people don't finish quilts because they're staying away from the bulk or adding any bulk and they want something flat and basically they want a seam that disappears yeah they don't finish that seam is what yeah mom saying like the, the quilt gets finished right. you know it gets quilted but but the the quilting of the quilt right is considered finishing the seams also and it will help support the fabric you know so just keep that in mind if you're like wait you know the quarter and and i even Sometimes when I see certain types of children's clothing using a really small seam allowance, Uh I'm like, ooh, be careful. Right, you still have to be careful. And, they, you know, because there's a lot of wear on that clothing that that kid's putting into it. And if you're talking about looking at the inside of the garment, and I've had people say, oh, well, it looks neater if my seam allowance is smaller. First of all, it'll only look neater for a while because it's not going to last, I'm pretty sure. But think about how you're going to finish them off. My seams look great from the inside. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you can sew a five-eighths and then trim it down to a quarter inch. That That's not a good idea. And the five-eighths inch seam allowance, speaking of trimming and whatnot, it allows you room for grading right. if you ever need to do and, that. And, I, and someone said something like that, too. Well, on my collars, I just add a quarter inch. And I was like, it doesn't matter. You need that full seam allowance so you can get that entire presser foot on top of that fabric and sew it together. Then you and then you actually want to grade. You right. Do, you you don't want that to be the same. You know you want so you want the layer. Net, what the lining is smaller than the, you know you want the layer next to the fold to be the smaller one. Right. 
And when you're okay, when your fabric folds around, like when right. you turn that collar right. right side out, some of that gets like taken up in the fold. That is absolutely so right. Really be careful. So you can wind up with like an eighth of an inch in <laughs> yes. there. Yeah, be careful. And we don't finish we don't finish those seams because they're enclosed. That's another reason a quilter doesn't finish their seams because they're enclosed. Right. So, you know, that collar is not enclosed. And if you've ever had the edge of a collar come out, yeah, it's like, a nasty thing. It's hard right. to repair. Yep. Yeah, that, that. Yes. Well, and you have no more fabric. Nope. Nope. To work There's with. nothing to work so with. So the seam allowances, I mean, they're not actually there for fitting. No, and That's they're not, not and they're, they're not just there. I mean, there's a reason they're the width they're, they are. Yeah, the, that's not like, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't be used that way or that that's not great or something, you know, but that's not like the reason seam allowances exist in woven garments. It's right. not for the five-eighths, you know, inch. Now, you can, okay, when you do, though, sew a woven garment together and you go back and you finish those, I do sometimes cut some off. Of the five-eighths inch off. I finish my woven garments before I put them together, generally. Right. But what about, like, the arm side? No, the arm side is different. Right. Okay. I I wind up and I have more than one layer of fabric, and Uh I've already stitched my line. And then I'm finishing both of those seams off sandwiched together. So I'm actually, in a sense, almost enclosing that seam also. And you are getting... You're not you're not surging right next to your stitching line. No, you and I'm also not pressing it open. No, no. And so I guess I just I wanted to say that because I'm thinking about the ginger jeans and how I I tell people that I constructed those on the serger right. with the five thread safety stitch right. and I did trim down a right. little bit, but still there was a but the seam was together and yeah, not open again. It is still there's a good amount of fabric in there to handle stress, to handle, you know, movement and things like that. So don't be like, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, I have to leave it all, all the time. No, you may end up trimming it down, but don't trim it down too much, like Mom said earlier. Right. You can't sew it together and then, like, cut the fabric up to your stitching. (laughs) It's not going to work out It's not going to serve you, that's for sure. Okay, so we were were just, uh, we we do want to say, on your knit garments, you may have a much smaller seam allowance. That's right. You may have a quarter-inch seam allowance. Right. Knits work differently than wovens. You don't have to finish the seams, for one thing. They don't ravel. Yep. And oftentimes you're sewing on a serger or an overlock machine. And the knits in themselves handle stress, right? And the knits in themselves are a stretchy seam. Yeah. Yeah. So that is very different. We we definitely know that quarter inch seam allowances have their place in garment sewing as well as quilting, you know. But just so you know, you do need that five eighths or yeah, half I, inch well, seam allowance. I, all I could imagine is someone putting together like this cotton dress with a quarter inch seam allowance, and I'm thinking, then how are they going to finish up their seams? And they can't press them open, and they're going to wear it, and it's going to get a little stress and. There seems going to be gone. Yeah. Well, and it just won't, you know, maybe it'll be okay for a few wears. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a little message break, and then let's talk about a ZD technique for dealing with oddly shaped pattern pieces or hems or something. Whatever. We'll come up with something better for that sometime. (laughs) 
episode is brought to you by ZD's favorite scissors, the six-inch comfort handle shears that are on our website. You can go to sewhere.com shop and check out the scissors in the collection uh, cutting implements. So tell us why you like them so much. Snip, snip. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you said there were six and a half inches, right? Is they're called they're, the six-inch right. comfort like handle six shears. Com- yeah, okay. yeah. But the blade is only like two inches. That's right. That's right. So most of the room in these scissors is made for your hand. I can get like all four of my fingers in the one handle and a thumb in the other. Yeah. Um, and they're they're a little. I don't, the word squishy might not be. A, well, they are. They're, but they, they're, they're pl- flexible. Very flexible, flexible, pliable, or whatever. Now. I have a small hand, so maybe some people are only going to get, you know, three fingers. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get across is the handle is the size of a large pair of scissors. Right. Yet the blade is small, easy to get into, really good for those little snips. Um, they're great for even um, trimming embroidery threads, things like that. They're very light. A lot of people have said that the you know this their rotary cutter and these are what right. they use in their it sewing is. studio. It's just and that's about what all we you do. Need. It, it really is. So you can you know we cut out all of our patterns with rotary cutter, and then this is what we use for trimming, notching, all that jazz. You know, um, absolutely. The other thing is. They're not left-handed or right-handed. That's right. They're, they're amb- ambidextrous. They're ambidextrous <laughs> shears. So you lefties, you know, you can be real happy with a pair of these. And uh, if you're wondering if anybody actually likes these, you can go to the group, really? the self-sewn wardrobe group, and just search for ZD's favorite scissors, and you'll be regaled with reviews about people who love them, uh, who got them in their dressmaker's delight box. So once again, go to sewhere.com shop and check out those six-inch comfort handle shears. They are ZD's favorite. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. All right, we're back. And during the message break, we were... We can't think. We can't think of any... Like, we keep a good, trying to think up like a term for this. Something... We, we, we can't look it up on the internet because we don't have a name for it. Yeah, exactly. If it does exist. And, and I know that we're not the first people to, to come up with this I wouldn't think so. But it is something that seems to blow people's minds on the regular. Well, yes, so. yes, yes, <laughs> we will <laughs> We will cover it. Let's talk about a specific example of this. What we're talking about is preserving the stability of fabric while stitching basically curves. I mean, it's a curve or a shape. A curve or a shape. So let's talk about a scallop. Okay. Hemline or a scallop. I've talked about trying to do a scallop waistband on a circle skirt. What's your process for that? Well, you do not cut the scallop in. Okay. (laughs) That's it. You don't cut the scallop in. You're going to mark the scallop, 
whether you mark it on the facing or the you know the lining or facing or whatever you're going to use or even on your the wrong side of your fashion fabric you will draw in the scallop right do not and you still don't cut it draw right? it no you cutting you just draw it <laughs> and then you you wherever the scallop is you're going to have two layers of fabric and not either one of them is not going to be cut into a scallop right right they're going to have straight edges with a whole lot of you know fabric left over on each side you go to the sewing machine and just like sort of like how I taught you to sew we drew lines on fabric and stuff yeah, and yeah. or I said follow the line on this fabric and you go over to your sewing machine and you have that scallop that you have traced onto there you have that, those markings, and you stick your needle in it, and you sew along those markings. Right. Okay? And when I get to what... Now, uh, Another the, hot tip. Well, where is the peak of the scallop? Is it on know. the rounded side, or, or is it pointy. the pointy side? I, okay. I'm not sure what the... Let's, let's talk about the pointed or the... Uh, the the pointy. Are they more acute angles yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're going to run into in sewing? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Because, like, sometimes even on a collar, yeah. it's not a right angle, right? It might be like a 30-degree angle. Yeah, 30, 35, something right, like that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So when you go there, most of you have been taught. Maybe some of you haven't, so I'm getting you right now. <laughs> you won't ever do it the unzeedy way. So what you do when you get to those acute angles you don't go to the very point of the stitching and then pivot. pivot. So when you get to those acute angles or whatever, you go right a few stitches away from them. And then what you actually do is you cross over where the point of that angle is, like two stitches, and then come back. I don't know if that sounds what right I, to everybody. What I tell people is you cut off the point. Yes. You sort of truncate it. You do not it. want mm. that extreme point. You it, also might make your stitch length shorter any, while doing this. Anytime you're doing something like this, I like a stitch length of like 1.5. Because the more points you have, of course, the better line you have. And if you have a curved or... Um, Angled line, you want more points there. So if you come up to your acute angle on your scallop, you're not going to go all the way to into the end. that. Right. Into that point. You're going to truncate it a little bit and maybe take like two stitches, so two you're short two stitches, stitches across. So short of being and short of being to the end of that line, uh -huh. unless you've drawn it differently where yeah, it doesn't there, have that acute angle. <laughs> so it would be like a curve comes up and then the line doesn't curve right back down. It comes it's up and it across. goes straight over a few stitches. And then it comes back down to that same scallop. And do make sure to shorten those stitches because you don't want to, yeah. I mean, you don't want to like get your scallop off no. or something. Well, and the other thing is, is it's, the reason you're doing this is so that when you turn it, that fabric has room to turn. Otherwise, it doesn't really have, that's why you see, it'll look like you have a little ball in the end of your, your uh, collar or a little knot or something and you try and trim it off and you just can't even trim it off well enough even if you're trimming it off at that 45 degree angle or whatever it's just not good enough because you don't have room to turn it okay back to our original <laughs> seems, seems. yes okay so you don't you haven't cut your scallop yet have you nope no you're sewing it right okay and you've sewn your whole scalloped hemline yep 
and got around now, it. Now, after now. it's been sewn. Yes. Now you go back and you're going to trim your seam allowance. To probably on a scallop, you will go down to a quarter inch. You yeah, might, you might go short. You might even go an eighth to a quarter. The, the big thing with a scallop, what you're going to do is what, Mallory? Notch. Right. Notch. Um, what's the other? Clip, notch. Clip or not. Well, yeah. there, there's two <laughs> things. Notch. There's a clip and there's a <laughs> notch. notch. Yeah. Okay. So. I couldn't remember the other one. <laughs> a called. notch is what you do on an outside curve. Yes. And a. What did you call I it? I called it a clip. A clip. I, yeah, that's what I that call what it's it. Called? Clipping okay. and notching. Yeah. I'm You're having, getting me confused. I'm having pregnancy brain You're right now. Not sure. Kind of she's not pregnant yeah. anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so on an outside curve, you notch because when you fold that back together, those that fabric's gonna go on top of itself it's on each other. It's like gonna They're, reverse right. its angle. Right. You know? It'll reverse it, its angle, and you clip on like con- concave inside curves. Yes. 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 There you go. That is exactly <laughs> right. what you do. Yes. So so you'll see this talked about in patterns, etc. But the big deal here is we sewed our curvy shape before cutting it. Um, we did all that truncating of points and stuff, etc. But the big deal was we didn't cut out a, two scallop-shaped pieces of fabric and then attempt to sew them right. together. and have to pin the holy daylights out of it, I, which is not going to work because it's just going to distort it. I told this story in the self-sewn wardrobe uh, live broadcast that we did that was a it, well, it was an episode of this podcast, too, the uh-huh. Cotton Organdy podcast, right. where I thought I was going to do a scallop waistband, and I tried to do it. By cutting the scallops first right. and doing it. And it was like my scallops all leaned like to the left, left. or something, you know, <laughs> because I would come around the curve right, on the sewing machine. It was made of kind of some loosely woven linen. Mm-hmm. So it was a fabric that was already kind of unstable. Right. Or, and you probably know? kind of slubby. Did it have some, like, yeah, not well, every thread not, was exactly the same that was in it. Not super regular. Right. And th- this, is, this is, though, a point where the cotton organdy comes in handy because... When you do something scalloped like that, if it's a heavier fabric on the outside, right. don't line that nope. with the, the same, same heavy fabric. Right. Use, it, right. use cotton organdy, right? Or right. use something like and that. And it will fold more towards the cotton organdy. It'll be it'll be beautiful. It'll and it will reduce bulk, won't it? Absolutely. Now, we were talking about cotton organdy as an interfacing mm-hmm. in our cotton organdy episode. And you spoke about if you have like a chunk of fabric whether it's the cotton organdy or it's your fashion fabric, uh-huh. and you have a collar to cut out of that uh-huh. or some other oddly shaped item, yes, you will sometimes trace that. That's correct. Onto the fabric. That's correct. Sew your shape. That's right. And then cut it out. That's right. Once again, this is you taking advantage of the stability of the fabric. Of the fabric. And what so. What we're saying is you have this collar, and the shape of the fabric is bigger and greater than your seam allowances. It might be a rectangle. It might yeah. be, you know, it might be a square or something, and you trace that pattern onto there, and and you stitch on that line that you have traced on. And your feed dogs have more control. You have more control. You have less shifting, especially, okay, something like this, like baby clothes, doll clothes, 
you know. Oh yeah. The itsy. Uh, hey, sewing a doll. Sewing a doll. A cloth doll. Yeah. Never cut it out. Yeah. Trace it on. You cannot cut out those little fingers or those little feet or the little whatever or the little necks. Fingers you know. on a doll were always the like the example <laughs> I used when I was teaching the class how to use your sewing machine. Yeah. And I was talking about, you know, making your stitch length shorter for right. curves, you know. It's like, think about making a doll. The other thing is, uh, we get to shout out Lonnie again. Lonnie. Lonnie did some collab, uh, collaboration with somebody, and I can't remember what it is, <laughs> uh, where they made, they drafted a bunch of pockets. Uh-huh. Okay, and so we haven't brought this up yet, but this is the perfect example. Let's say you want to make a pocket on a skirt that's the shape of like an apple. Yes. Or a pear. Yes. Or like a or moon. A heart. Or a, a heart. A heart. A heart, you know, or something like that. A heart like has that. a scallop in it. And yeah. it has a in uh, it inside, has inside out- and outside curve and, and an, an inside, inside point. point and an outside point. Okay. I used to always when I taught um, machine applique use a heart because it had all the shapes. So heart. Yes, hearts hearts yeah. the best, you know, but you want to make a fun pocket, you right. know. A cl- oh, you know, people are into like doing clouds on rainbows coming out. Out of it or something. Oh, well, there like, you that's go. Cute. Okay, so the way we do this is we put our fabrics right sides together. To well, hold on, hold on. Okay, so just picture this. Okay, our fabrics are right sides together, but what we've done before we go to sew that is we've put a little buttonhole. We put a buttonhole in either the lining or the side that's going to be sewn to against. Yeah, against, against the, garment. the garment. Right. The side that won't show. And in this way, you get to sew around the whole shape. The whole entire shape. You aren't leaving an opening to turn it. Well, in. you did open your buttonhole. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, that you out. can probably open a buttonhole afterwards if you <laughs> have to. Maybe, yes, yes. I probably have done that. Yes. <laughs> okay, I started doing this. You know how old I was when how I figured out you? how to do this? Like 15. Oh, yeah. You're so smart. Well, okay. <laughs> Because I was trying to copy a retail dress. Yeah. And we wore a lot. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many cotton shirtwaist dress and shirtwaist shift dresses I wore in those days. I wish I was still wearing them. That was, like, so easy. I want to make some of those when yeah. I'm not pregnant anymore. <laughs> so, anyway, they, I went to the store, and they had this pocket that was sort of like, it was ovalish, but it was only sewn like halfway up, and then it flapped down. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, I yeah. Can see that. And it, and here I am. I I think I tried to make it two or three times, you know. And I was like, well, what edge am I going to turn this on? And it, and it, and I was like, why can't I just slit this pocket? And I was like, well, I don't want to slit my pocket. And I was like, I'll make a buttonhole. Yeah, and no one will ever know. Right. And from then on, when I had to turn a shape. And I like, especially on a garment or something, you know, and I knew I still wanted it finished is I would put a buttonhole in it. Now, this is really funny. The other thing you can do is you can put your change inside. Inside the button. <laughs> inside hole, the buttonhole. You pocket. won't lose it out of your pocket. Right. Yeah, so just be. Now, I do know some people, though, they'll put a little buttonhole. They'll turn it and they will close the buttonhole. Oh, I never did. Yeah. Some yeah, people I will. I never did. Evie taught a machine embroidery class where uh-huh. she did this and she didn't have us do a buttonhole. Uh-huh. She did just have us slit it. Uh-huh. But that stuff right. was getting like applique down. Well, I knew I could you know, slit. Right. So, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, right. you know, that, yeah, so this is another example, though, where you're, you're 
circumventing. How do you think I cut out those pockets before I stitched them together? You didn't. I. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're. You're sir, right. You're, you're absolutely right. I traced them with a piece of tailor's chalk or a pencil, even. You're yes. circumventing the normal order of operations. Yeah. That yeah. you think of. You think cut so right foot fit or whatever. And you know. The thing is, is. No one ever asked me when I was in junior high or high school if I made my clothes. And this is kind of funny nowadays because I've had people that I've gone to high school. Now, I've been out of high school 40, what, how many 40 what years? Million, over 45. 40 million, yeah. Over 45. <laughs> what is this? Two, 2007. 46 years. 46 yeah. years, okay. And I've gone back to reunions because my husband and I graduated in the same class, so it's just fine Convenient. to go back to these. Yeah, it works out. And people will say, oh, I see you're sewing stuff. When did you start to sew? Oh, that's funny. And I'll say, I sewed all through junior high and high school. I made all my clothes. And they were like, you made your clothes? I said, almost all of them, yes. Yeah. I'm, I might buy like a cardigan sweater. Uh-huh. You know, I would Mom buy a cardigan knit. sweater, and then I would make a dress to go with it, or a skirt to go with it. Mom doesn't knit, everybody. Oh, now I don't knit. I knit. I knit mama now things. I, knit. I knit mama things. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. But they you, didn't know I sewed. They that didn't know you the sewed. Idea. Yeah, you, right. you, had, you had, yeah, good it stuff. It didn't look homemade. I think this is some information I'm really glad we're sharing. I feel like we've kind of come across it. And actually, Lonnie... Lonnie, I was like, do you know the buttonhole trick? You made all those, you know, cool pockets. She's like, nope. And I was like, oh, oh I got to share it, you know. So anyway, uh, okay, um, thank you so much for listening. I think we're all good oh, we on are. this. What do you think? I mean, we covered scallops, the cool pockets. Yeah, all about seams. You know, yeah. all that. Yeah, seams, seam allowance, sturdy, yeah. sturdy seams. You need those to okay. stay together. You guys you guys come up with some something for us. <laughs> Come up with some this. questions out of that. I, sometimes I just like that's a ZD thing, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. You can email me at Mallory at SewHere.com. Find us on Instagram or ZD Sewing Studio. And if you subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, if you could go through the grueling process of leaving us a review, that would be super. You have to search for the podcast. You have to find it, click on it. You will need to sign in with your Apple ID, and then you can say whatever the heck you want about us. Yeah, you can us. say whatever you want about us. Say you hate us. It's cool. All right. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover.